Welcome to the Enjoy Your Marriage podcast, where relationship expert and master coach Candace Toon helps you stop wondering if you married the wrong guy and start putting all of your energy toward having the marriage you imagined when you said, I do. Sup, bees? Have you heard? After three years of dedicated focus on my group marriage coaching offer, The Defying Gravity Revolution, I'm opening up limited opportunity for one-on-one private marriage coaching. Why? Because there's a lot of pain in this world, and many of you have told me that you feel a tiny bit hesitant to discuss your deepest, most raw pain while others are listening in. If that's you, I get it. It's natural to worry about airing dirty laundry, as my mom would say, to an audience bigger than just you and me. I know you might be dealing with your husband's anger issues, his addiction, betrayal issues, whether they be sexual, financial, or emotional, and it makes sense to me if some of what you're dealing with feels too sensitive or personal to share out loud with the bees in the Defying Gravity Revolution. For that reason, I developed the Marriage Moxie Movement, a personalized VIP coaching experience that will take all the tools I introduced in the Confident Companionship Challenge that we did last week and help you incorporate all of those resources into your daily life until they become as natural as brushing your teeth. We'll start with your with setting your confident companionship vision because you deserve to believe that you're walking through life with someone who will see your side and have your back always. We'll then dial in your goals using the things over themes formula so it'll be easy to measure progress, identify places for clear in the moment adjustments and laser in on opportunities to celebrate because celebrating makes everything more fun. From there, we'll jump right into the advocacy adventure process, which is where you'll be spending most of your time from now until happily ever after. The advocacy adventure process trains your brain to naturally attune to possibility where only pain existed before. Using that process will help you see and create options for yourself everywhere in your marriage because options equal freedom and freedom equals wild levels of marital satisfaction. How do you get in on the marriage moxie movement? I'm so glad you asked. Go to the show notes for this podcast episode to set up a one-on-one call with me and we'll go over everything before deciding together whether the marriage moxie movement is a good fit for your marriage vision in 2024. Show notes for episode 51. You can stop this podcast right now and go set up our call. The reason to do it right now rather than waiting until later is twofold. First, if you're anything like me, sometimes I'll do it later. It turns into, oh man, I missed that. And you deserve way better than missing out. Second, when you join the Marriage Moxie Movement by Friday, December 8th, you'll also get bonus access to my most popular webinars like How Judging Your Husband Will Heal Your Marriage and What to Do With Your Husband's Bad Mood. Plus, you'll get my most beloved challenges like Confident Companionship that we just barely finished and Lucky in Love that we did earlier in the year. Plus, that's not all. You're going to get 75% off regular retail price for my one-on-one coaching package. Because my mission in life is to create more stable homes where women are spending way less time wondering if they married the wrong guy and are instead enjoying the marriage they imagined when they said, I do. Because all of that is my heart's passion, I'm tossing all my best resources plus a deep, deep discount at the first 15 women who want to join me in the Marriage Moxie Movement in 2024 to create a marriage that is unrecognizable in the best possible way. So go, click. We'll talk very soon. I cannot wait. Okay, did you get that done? If you did, now on to today's topic, the sneakiest enemy of marital success. It's not what you think, at least probably not. The sneakiest enemy of marital success is your death grip on agreement. Your chokehold on being understood. Now, before you take offense, know that I am 0% making fun of you. 
The only reason I know that this is the sneakiest enemy of marital success is because I fell victim to chasing agreement and demanding understanding for years. Like years and years, years and painful years. Husband and I have been in many, many circular arguments that lasted well into the night as we nitpicked each other's perspective and tried to get each other to adopt our side. If you've ever been in the same boat, I get why. It really can seem super important that you agree with each other. Because if you don't see the problem exactly the same way, then are you even working on the same issue? Agreement seems like the best foundation to build on, and it is, until it isn't. Take this story from one of my clients as an example. She is convinced that her husband has a crush on his front office manager. She doesn't think he's cheated or that he will. She just believes that he's attracted to her and that sometimes his interactions with her flirt on the edge of, well, flirting. (laughs) My client works in the same office with both of them, and as a result, she has lots of opportunities to interpret their interactions in painful ways, and she usually does. Because her nervous system is set to high alert. So of course she's constantly scanning for danger. And because of the lens she's looking through, she usually finds it. Now let me be clear. There's nothing wrong with her for being vigilant. Nothing. She feels threatened, so her brain switches to hypervigilance. It's biology. Nothing's gone wrong when that happens until her vigilance becomes a wedge between her and her forever guy. And her vigilance only becomes a wedge when she takes a chokehold grip on her story and demands that he agree with the way she's interpreting what he's doing. That wedge becomes especially divisive when she draws a hard line in the sand, when she really wants him to admit that he's Twitterpated with that front office manager. Why does she want that? Well, because she thinks that his admission is the only way to guarantee that the problematic behavior is going to stop. She feels very committed to ensuring that they are focused on resolving the same problem, and that problem is his crush. At face value, that makes sense, right? We have to identify the culprit to solve the problem. Of course we do. That's why the main question at the scene of any crime is, who did this? And marriages aren't typically crime scenes. If they are, that's a different podcast entirely, and I don't host that one. For most of us, we're dealing with hurt feelings and shaky loyalties more than broken laws. Since that's the case, I suggest that you look at the dynamic between you and your guy as the enemy rather than seeing your husband or yourself that way. Most clients I work with tend to fall in one of two camps. He's the enemy, the culprit, and the problem because of the bonehead things that he's doing or saying. Or I am the enemy, the culprit, and the problem because I'm having trouble accepting and unconditionally loving no matter what. And what's true is that neither of you are the enemy. You've possibly set up and entrenched a pattern of behavior that isn't working, and that pattern, those behaviors, those are the enemy, not either of you. And when you can identify the pattern of behavior as something to conquer together, something that's outside either of you, something that's no match for the bond of companionship that you two have together, that's when you'll see the changes that you want to see. Back to my client. As I said, she spent the better part of this last year trying to get him to admit that he's got butterflies for the front office manager. And he spent the better part of the last year denying it all while getting increasingly angry at the accusation. So far as my client and I know, her husband has not cheated in any capacity. No late nights. He always comes home to sleep. There have been no suspicious charges to the credit card, no mysterious text message alerts at odd intervals or weird hours. He has repeatedly told her that he's only got eyes for her. And he's repeatedly told her that he's tired of talking about this alleged crush. My client thinks the enemy in this scenario is his denial of what's really going on. Her husband thinks the enemy in this scenario is her obsession with an inaccurate theory. They are both right and both wrong. 
Both right because his denial and her obsession are the fuel that spins the unhealthy dynamic round and round. Both wrong because the real enemy is the commitment to the dynamic, not the dynamic itself. It's okay for her to want him to back off on the friendliness with the front office manager. It's just not so useful for my client to require her husband to admit that his behavior is fueled by a crush that he says he doesn't feel. So instead of her approaching the issue from a place of, you need to listen to me because I know more about what's going on in your heart and head than you do, or you need to stop lying to me about the burning passion that exists deep in your soul, or you just don't realize what a womanizer you are. Instead of doing any of that that's likely to be met with opposition from him, she has the opportunity to say something more like, when you joke with her, it's hard for me to not interpret that as flirtation. I would like it if you would stop doing that because you want it to be easier for me to believe that you're all in on me. I know that I can believe you're all in on me regardless of whether you joke with her or not, and I do trust you. I'd also like your help with all of this if you're willing to give it. What do you think? Then she gets to listen to what he says. If he blows her off and, dismiss, and dismisses her concern, that's useful information for her to have as she makes future decisions regarding the relationship. But what I think is more likely is that he'll agree outright and reassure her. Okay, I'll stop, I'll stop joking with her. I'm not going to admit I have a crush, but I will stop joking. Or he'll offer a counterpoint about why he should be able to talk to her and then they'll collaborate their way into a compromise that feels acceptable to both of them. Either way. If he agrees and reassures her, or if he offers a counterpoint and they compromise, either way, the most helpful assumption to make in that scenario is that they are a solid team. And the behavior dynamic, which is her accusing and him denying, that behavior dynamic is the enemy. They don't have to agree about why the behavior dynamic is happening. They can simply agree to adjust it for reasons that make sense to each of them. She'll stop blaming because she wants to be a wife that gives her husband the benefit of the doubt, not because she's a judgmental shrew who needs to stop being so paranoid. He'll stop with the jokes because he wants to be a husband who respects his wife's boundaries, not because he's a traitorous lech who wasn't savvy enough to not get caught. You see the difference? In your marriage, you're allowed to speak about your plan, or about your pain. You're allowed to speak about your pain and hold your husband accountable for behavior that you don't want as part of your relationship. You are allowed to do that. Just know that the process is likely to be a lot more effective if you don't require him to admit ill intent or agree that he's the problem. Remember, the behavior dynamic is the enemy. His personal character isn't. Neither is yours. You can work on the behavior dynamic together, which will be easier to do when you both own your contribution to it. Because all of us play a part in the relationship dynamic of every relationship we have. That's not meant as a call out and it doesn't have to feel like bad news. It's simply meant as an opportunity to harness your powerful or your power. It's simply meant as an opportunity to harness your power in a useful way. By learning about your triggers and becoming familiar with your attachment style. By figuring out your personal boundaries and why you are or are not enforcing them. By doing the work on your end to make it easy to sit on the same side of the problem as the guy you chose to spend forever with. Not because you're bad or your choices are a problem, just because personal awareness is power. And non-reactive acceptance of how things happened lays the clearest path towards long-lasting, much-desired change. If you'd like some help with that personal exploration in a private, super safe space, be sure to set up your one-on-one -on -one exploration call with me to discuss whether the marriage moxie movement is the right choice for you in 2024. Set that call up today because the 75% off discount and the giant bundle of extra goodies are only available until next Friday, December 8th. 
go to the show notes for this episode number 51 and click the scheduling link. I'll look forward to talking to you very, very soon. Choose Courage Bee and keep on flying. Sup bees? Want even more ways to stop wondering if you married the wrong guy? Head on over to CandiceTune.com, Candice with an I, Tune with an E, and click the gold button inviting you to get the free course. You'll get four short lessons delivered straight to your inbox that'll help you create a more connected marriage before the next episode drops a week from today. Happy studying! Happy studying!